Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to another episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the she in modesty. <laughs> you surprised me. At the last minute, you were like, I'm going to change mine. Well, here's the and deal. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, I wonder what it could be. And then you like had me, you had me th- not thinking about it. <laughs> I had a real her. Like I had a word that actually had her in it. Which just shows you how we like, stand, where we stand on. I'm not gonna. That. Why would I do that? I'm not gonna do that. We're not dealing. Obviously, with real words. I can put she in modesty because I want to. <laughs> There's actually more of a he in it. Modesty. Oh, oh I don't. The patriarchy is not welcome here. <laughs> there are no he's here. There are no he's ever. Anyway, hi, I'm Summer Yeager, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy, who is. A Android user, not an iPhone user, an Android user. I am. And I really thought in thinking deeply about this, mm-hmm. as I want to do. Yes. That I think if somebody's been listening to us for a while, they would probably say, Yeah, Joy's an Android, Summer's an iPhone. Yeah. I, I don't like even know how to like quantify that. Yeah. But it just makes sense. Right. Like it feels like it just yeah. I feel like there's people going, Yeah. I knew that. Right. Somehow. Somehow I knew that. We all knew. No one's surprised. No one is surprised by this news at all. (laughs) I mean, I really prefer Apple for everything else. What does that mean? That means computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But But for my phone, I'm fine with Android. You're a droid. I think they compete well. I'm sure they do. And I like Google. Okay. Well, I don't. I think they want my DNA. I mean, not like personally. Yeah. I just... (laughs) They all, I mean, Google knows everything about me. Right. You asked me for like things, facts about myself so we could do this little first part of the show. Yeah. And I was like, who knows me better than I know myself? She picked up her phone. My phone. (laughs) My phone keeps track of everything I look at on the internet. It's horrifying. Everyone I call. Yeah. Everywhere I go. Everywhere you go. They know your next move. They know what you pay for. I'll be watching you. Seriously. They know what I want to buy. Yeah. And then they tell you here, buy this thing. Yeah. I know it's horrifying. And then they tell you six months after you bought it too. Right. I don't They're like, like just it. in case you return that 120 day free trial, <laughs> here's also 800 other mattresses right. for you to buy. And I'm one of those people that I will not get an Alexa because I'm like, this is literally, you're putting a robot in your home that's listening to you uh-huh. and I don't like it. But my phone kind of is a tiny robot. Yeah, it is. On Siri me at all times. Siri was Alexaing before Alexa even knew right. what that was. Right. So, but I still, despite that, I'm still not getting an Alexa. I don't care. I'm not getting one. That's fine. Mm-mm. I don't have one either. No. I just feel like I don't know. I feel like maybe I'm too old for an Alexa. I I don't know if I can train Do you myself. Need to listen to last week's episode. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can train myself when I want to listen to music to be like, hey, 
<laughs> hey you over there like i'm so used to just i know clicking on it i'm reverting because i use a record player now <laughs> right i'm going we're backwards. going backwards yeah i'm fine with that who knows see i'm way more um i'm way more suspicious of uh, private DNA databases, yeah, like Ancestry.com Which I think and Twenty Three and Me. Didn't Google like buy Twenty Three and Me or something? I wouldn't be surprised Which if means... Google owns everything, including <laughs> Apple. Which means that they now <laughs> own your DNA. I don't know. I'm not into it. I've just read more and more articles about, right. like we talked about the Golden State Killer, right? And they—that's how they found him. That's right. And so I'm pretty sure that when you check off, like they're really cool. I want to do one. <laughs> Right. I want to do one. Yeah. Well, they have. I mine. don't know my real dad. So like you want to there know. is literally a part of my family that right. I don't know where I came from. Right. You can't. And even so it would be kind of cool. Any of your whiteness it would be no, cool because to you know. don't know what you're divesting. I don't even from. know. Um, I don't even know what I need to apologize for. <laughs> <laughs> but and so I thought like so there's this part of me. I like I it's my favorite thing to want to believe in. Like, you know how you have conspiracy theories that you're like, no, like, I'm going to call this. I kind of believe in it, but I'm going to call it just so that if it happens, I can be like, I said when I was 30 <laughs> that this was going to happen and I'll be darned. Are you about to call something? Well, so there's more and more articles coming out about um, like federal and other law enforcement's yes accessing private dna databases right not to f not necessarily to just look for you specifically if you've committed a crime but your your family members family members right which is interesting to me because that means they can get a warrant to look at your dna because someone that you are related to did something right possibly right. allegedly right because they're innocent before guilty <laughs> right well <laughs> one would hope but so but. that basically means that you're getting a search warrant yeah for someone that didn't do anything right and so that makes that me that is terrifying yeah. actually well and with everything that we know about critical theory yeah there's just no i just seriously i seriously believe that um they could f i uh, part of me want like or at least someone needs to write a book about it <laughs> but um <laughs> You know, we've all seen on Black Mirror, like, score systems. We see it in China. It's score happening systems. in China. Yeah, that's um, not a conspiracy But theory. so I honestly think... Right. But so I honestly think that with the, like, this vast growth of people and, like, the success of private DNA databases... Yeah. I feel like they could use that to factor mm -hmm. your score. Yeah. Um, so for you, you guys that don't know... The government in China gives you a score based on your behavior. So if you have a low credit score, for example, that's going to hurt your score. Right. What are some other ones? I, I'm trying to think of more. Um, so but then if you have a low credit score, then you get a low overall. It's going to hurt your overall score, which is going to inhibit what you're allowed to do. What are some other factors in that? You know what? I honestly don't know. I thought it. I don't remember what it was. I think there is like a personal um, China personal rating system. Social credit. So it's social credit. Social credit. So they rank their, they plan to rank all their, oh my gosh. Yes, I have an ad blocker on. <laughs> By 2020. It is intended to standardize the assessment of citizens and businesses' economic and social 
reputation. I, does it track your spending? I feel like it yeah, does. Yeah, it tracks your spending. Um, I just didn't want to say anything. Like, if I didn't actually know that right. it was doing that. Because a part of me is like, oh, it tracks your facial expressions to tell if you're a nice person. But I don't know if I'm just talking about the book I'm planning on writing or right. something that actually happened. <laughs> so if you have a low social credit rating, and there that means you're low in trustworthiness. Which right. Would, so essentially, and then they're like... The plan eventually is to have like your social credit score posted like in public places so right. people know whether or not to do business with you. So that you can, um, so that people can decide whether you can buy an airline or a train ticket. Right. There could be travel bans. You could be excluded from private schools. Internet speeds. That's right. Um, Which is so like. It's just, hor- it's horrible. You're not trustworthy. You don't get fast right. internet. So basically the the government is going to decide what you are worth, what you deserve to have. Um, There are punishments in place um, for having a really bad score. Um, So yeah, it's... My point was that with all the stuff that they use to factor in that, why not at some point would they use your... DNA. Yeah. You're like your something. actual background, right. where you came you're from. You're related to this person who does this bad thing, therefore. Right. Right. Wow. The world needs Jesus. Don't you feel that? Yeah. I feel that. You and mostly, any... I mean, I know I haven't even told you, you even your thing. Me okay. Yet. Um, I'm also here <laughs> with my beautiful co host. Everything you said is right. <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful co host, Summer. And something you should know about Summer is that Summer very recently bought her first hair dryer. It's true. It took me 30 years, but I'm finally a real adult and I own a hair dryer. It is one of those things. I never, I don't own one anymore. I've owned one and it was like a tiny travel sized one. Yeah. Which is kind of hilarious considering how (laughs) much much hair hair I have. You have the longest hair. (laughs) I know. What's so funny is. I've only used it. I had like an Amazon gift card or something. And I thought, you know, maybe I could really get my life together and be the kind of adult that Mm -hmm. dries, you know, your hair is, I guess that's what adults do. Right. Or something. Um, And I've used it maybe twice since I got it. (laughs) Thankfully it was gift card money. (laughs) Um, But the other day. It is one of those things that is nice to have. When I had one, I did use it. Right. I mean, when I had one, I was more likely to go right. to my roommate and be like, hey, can I borrow your nice hair dryer that you use every day? <laughs> right. But I just my hair is not meant for that. I've tried, but it's just not it's not going to work. Like my hair is curly and frizzy. And even with a diffuser, it's not great. None of you care. But the really cute thing about it was that I had it out the other day Um and getting like dressed and going in the morning is like a process for me because I'm doing it in between like making sure this kid gets milk in their cereal. Also, my room is upstairs and the kitchen's downstairs. And yeah. then this person's asking me about this homework. And then this person's asking me about this thing. And then the dog is trying to jump over the wall. And so like getting dressed in the morning is a long process. So throughout this process the other day when I had the hairdryer out at one point or another, every single kid saw my hairdryer out on my bathroom sink and they were like, whoa that's so cool what are you gonna do with that and then i mean Janie didn't say that the older three said that the younger one that can't talk um just picked it up and turned it on and pointed it at me but and was very into it but 
I don't know. I guess like, you really had an opportunity to be like, this is an obedience ray. <laughs> and then you like take it. You like, do you feel the warmth of obedience on you? And then being like, now go help your sister get her cereal. And all the rest of you. Oh, what go a do something opportunity. Good. <laughs> or my obedience rays <laughs> go off. It's I'm also detect your lack. It's also a lying ray. <laughs> I really did miss an opportunity there. That was kind of yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that's it. I I'm a I'm a grown You're a grown up who can take a shower and still leave the house with dry hair. <laughs> what a commodity. I just do the thing where I like plan my shower around like when I need my hair to be dry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. And that means if I miss a shower, yeah. like if I miss that the opportunity, I have to wait until the next the day. The window's <laughs> closed for that. Yeah. Because you have really long hair. I do. I knew that, but it's really hitting me right now. Yeah. Your hair's. It sometimes still hits me. Like, <laughs> really long. I'll see myself in the mirror and I'm like, my hair's really long. And Is then this I'll like go a to life choice. I'll go to Matthew or, yeah. and I'll, or I'll go to someone and I'll be like, my hair's really long. And they'll be like, yeah, duh. And I'm like, I don't, I do the same thing. Sometimes I'm like, I have a lot of tattoos, don't I? Because I don't feel like I do. But people are like, <laughs> you yeah. You don't feel your tattoos? People are like, you do have a lot. You have a lot. Like more than most people. You have longer hair than most people. Yeah. But I guess I'm just not very aware. <laughs> I'm mean, not very self-aware. I mean. I just stopped cutting my hair at some point. I'm sure there yeah. are. We have a few, a few people at church that do hair that do hair yeah. and i'm sure they're just like oh joy just let me help you not be so raggedy i need a haircut too. but ever since i told people i'm doing the curly girl method i have people talking to me about it all the time they're like what do you do and it's like, like a girl whole don't subculture come, now don't come to me look at my hair don't ask me any questions <laughs> i think your hair always looks nice thank you i'm <laughs> <laughs> is it because um, you blue dry it today i didn't no i didn't i just i need a haircut and your hair is kind of long right now i know we're talking about hair <laughs> welcome to geologian <laughs> so speaking of missed opportunities uh-huh. <laughs> um i've been thinking a lot lately about hospitality uh-huh. like it's really bugging me so okay. that's not good that means i'm not i'm not where i need to i'm not where i need to be on the topic but my question is, how do we how do we help women see the connection between regular old hospitality and which is like can really be small and simple and like kingdom work? Like how do we make that connection? Or or is the connection not missing and there's just like widespread disobedience? Or is it a lack of discipleship or do people really not see the value or like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously I haven't arrived to. Right. Or do you even think that maybe it's about like what we were talking about? This is a very, this is a simplification. Um, Like I don't have a hairdryer, so I can't be hospitable. Like I can't host people in my home because I'm not a real adult. <laughs> like I don't have everything under control. Like right. everything, like my house is messy. Right. Um, or like I'm not a good cook. Right. Or um, mm-hmm. what you know, 
like I right. said, the hairdryer thing is really like a weird way of saying that. But like, right. oh, I don't have extra sets of sheets for my bed. Like I right. just have one set of sheets for my bed. So I'm not. Right. But it's like, why can't you go buy some then? Why can't you just host people in your family? Or host people in your house <laughs> right. with one sheet, sheet. set of sheets. Yeah. Set of sheets. That's not. Set of sheets. Don't worry about it. Everyone knows <laughs> what you meant. <laughs> No, I th- I honestly do think that that comes into it. Um, but then I also think that maybe I think people just I think maybe we like grew up in churches that were just not really that way. Yeah. Um, where that wasn't like a pillar right. of your church. I think that people at some point took hospitality to mean people feeling at home in your church. Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I could see that. And even then we sort of failed in that way because right. there's a lot of churches that have, they have so many people right. that um, hospitality is a hard venture just because you may not know the people you go to church with and you may right. not necessarily be encouraged to know people, people yeah. that you go to church with. A lot of people view church as sort of like a Sunday thing. Right. Um, and then they have like their real friends outside of church. Ooh. Right. Well, and I think too, I don't want to make excuses. I don't want it to be like, oh, we're all just failing in this area because number one, I mean, we aren't all failing, but I would say yeah. a, a large portion of us are failing in this area. And I don't want to make excuses like, oh, you know, it's other people's faults. It's because we should have been discipled to do it or because we don't see a connection between this command right everything we talk about here is an excuse which we know is not good enough right to exclude you from doing it like right. you don't but how do we how do we get women to go okay we're commanded to be hospitable and that is like hospitality is very feminine work right. men aren't excluded from being hospitable but hospitality is feminine work we do see um in the early church the women you know that were hosting like when churches like the meeting was held inside people's homes. Yeah. Like we know the women were a big part of that, a big part of making that happen. Um, we know that that is feminine work and we know that it is kingdom work. So what's the missing connection? Why aren't we doing it? Why aren't we convicted to do it? And I, I do think that it, there needs to be a culture of hospitality in our churches but when the culture is missing, how do we bridge that gap and why is there a gap at all? I don't know. It's just something I've been thinking about and I really want um, I really want to figure it out. I typically encourage women to be hospitable in the ways that they are gifted. Yeah. Um, so but that doesn't that doesn't exclude you from doing the work of doing something that doesn't come naturally to you. I think a lot of times we can use our, well, I'm gifted in this area as a way to not fulfill a command. Like, oh, well, that's not my gifting. Well, and maybe that, maybe hospitality is seen in this very reductive way. As a gift. Because for I, my very first example that I spoke of is hosting people in your home. Mm-hmm. But that's not the only way to do hospitality. Right. Um, so maybe people have this idea that hospitality is this one thing and they're not good at this one thing. Right. And even that still doesn't excuse you from doing it. Right. <laughs> so really there is no excuse other than 
I think that we're in like a weird, we're in a weird generation Mm -hmm. that sort of excluded that from the church. Yeah. Like that wasn't totally a part of it. I know that's not true for all of us. And certainly, I mean, I think apologia is great with it to the point where like I don't even, I don't even know if I would have a realistic view of how much is lacking right. in other churches. Right. Um, but I do, I obviously went to church my whole life, you know? Right. Um, but I was a kid. I didn't, so I don't even know if my, what my perspective <laughs> really is on it. Right. But I do know that um, there's all sorts of things that we're all supposed to do that we don't right. want to do because right. they're scary or they we're not good at them. Or, yeah. <laughs> but I do know, um, I consider, I consider myself a hospitable person. You are. Um, and like even a step above that with like the real foot of hospitality is service. Yeah. Um, so service to others. Right. I don't think that, um, those things necessarily have to happen in a home or with a meal. Right. I think that women need to do those things. Um, I think (laughs) that women should, should ask other women in their church Mm -hmm. if they need anything. Yeah. Or if they need to be prayed for. Yeah. Or, Hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. Or you can Facebook message me anytime Mm -hmm. you want. Even if it's just like, even if you just say I'm having a really bad day. Yeah. Or if you want to send like, five messages that are 500 characters long, you know? Um, So I think there's, I think, so, well, what is define hospitality, I guess, to you? Like, what does it mean to be hospitable to another person? Well, I think being hospitable is essentially following all the, the one another commands in the new Testament. Mm -hmm. Um, There are all these commands of ways that we are supposed to be treating each other in the church that can only be fulfilled if we're engaging in hospitality. Right. We can only be encouraging one another, discipling one another, exhorting one another. And really it breaks down to one caring, caring for other people. Yeah. Caring about other people. Right. Like not, I, we live in such, we live in an interesting culture and right. society, but a lot of us will seriously go, right. We could go a whole week without caring about anyone else yep. or what they might yeah. be thinking or going through. Or what they might need. Yeah. And I think too, so I, I do encourage people to be hospitable according to their gifts, but that's not it. It wouldn't be, okay, so I guess I'll just, I can get personal because um, then I'll be indicting myself and not anybody else. <laughs> um, so when I decided, okay, I need to, I was convicted that hospitality was something I really needed to work on. I was like, okay, how am I gifted? Well, I am not quite at a point in my learning to cook journey where the most loving thing I could do would be to cook for you every week. Um, I am working on it. (laughs) And my husband says I'm actually a lot better than I give myself credit for, but that's his words. I think you probably are too. Not mine. (laughs) Um, but I was like, well, you know what I can do? I can invite women over to my home and we can talk about God. Like that's, that's what I can do. That's at this point 
what something that I'm comfortable offering and there was kind of a hole that needed to be well, filled. And even at the time before you started that you were like I don't know if I want to do this <laughs> yeah well it's a big commitment right it's like I have a lot of things going on but I am committing that once a week my home's going to be open and I'm going to be ready to discuss this thing right. yeah and it was especially at that time um when I, I had just first started homeschooling three kids and I had a surgery coming up for my little one and my knee. I was still in physical therapy mm-hmm. and I just had a lot. And I was like, well, now I'm going to commit to this. <laughs> right. Um, and yeah, and sometimes was... that's what hospitality looks like is right. I'm not saying that you, if you're not over scheduling yourself every week, you're not being <laughs> right. hospitable. Right. What I'm saying though, is sometimes it does look like going out of your way. It's a bit And breathless. maybe doing something, yeah, that you don't quite have time Feel for. Feel totally equipped for. Right. Um, but I just felt like this is a way that I can be serving the people God put nearest to me in the church that I'm in. And they wanted, they, the women wanted to have a Bible study. Um, they wanted to get that going. And so I just saw the ball in the air and decided to catch it. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Um, that doesn't mean I should never have anybody over for dinner just because I don't feel like cooking is my calling. Right. Um, or because ultimately I think hospitality is all of our, it is our calling. Like if you're a Christian woman, you are called to hospitality. Yeah. Like just period end of story. Um, so I would say if you're going to, you know, ease yourself into it, really do try to do something that is already like a natural flowy thing to you like it would be much more scary if I had to feed 10 people every week including my family so 16 people every Tuesday night Um, that is a scarier project for me than leading a book study or leading a bible study just straight up that's (laughs) going to be the more difficult task for me um, because of where I'm gifted, what I, what is easy and what is not easy for me to do. What I'm saying is that doesn't get me off the hook of being hospitable in other ways. Right. Just because it might be more difficult, but I just don't, I really am trying to think through how to help build a culture of hospitality. You know, Rosaria talked about it. She came and talked to us about it last year. And that's something that she's really gifted at but I think she would say what you had you said which was that it's not it's not like it was just super easy like it's not like it didn't cost anything um so if it's gonna be difficult it's gonna cost something um then why are we doing it and so is that the missing piece like are we not connecting the building of the kingdom oh yeah to ultimately ultimately you could draw all the all the conclusions from societal impact and how we feel about ourselves and how busy we are and whatever. But ultimately, if someone's not doing something that's important, it's because they don't think it's important. Well, burn. I mean, that's just, I mean, I will, I will, I do that. Mm-hmm. Ab- I do that too. <laughs> Yeah. Like if you, if you're, and that doesn't mean, oh, well, I'm avoidant of it. I'm avoidant. I just don't, like, it makes me anxious. It makes me whatever. You don't think it's important. Right. Is that why we don't read our Bibles every day too? Yes. 
oh, I can't do it perfectly. And so it makes me anxious. And then I feel like I'm failing. And then I just, oh my gosh, and I get busy. And then it's all of a sudden it's time to go to bed. Mm. You don't think it's important. Right. You don't think it's important. It's just, it's okay. It's okay. Because right. that's, you need to realize that it is important. And that's how you begin from here. Right. <laughs> um, if you don't think it's important, you will not think it's important to do. Right. You need to know that it's important. Right. You need, if you don't know, you right. need to teach that to yourself. Right. It is important. It's like reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. Hospitality. Um, right. I have a hard time listening to people talking about how, like, you know, if you get, if you follow any kind of political conversation, like, Christians are supposed to welcome the refugee and the immigrant, but the people that are saying that as a way to say, this is what our national border policy should be. Right. Like, are also not the ones inviting people into their homes. Right. Like you want the government to do it for you. I don't really buy your hospitality. Like I don't really buy that you're taking this command seriously. And that's a total tangent that I didn't mean to bring up at all, but it just came out. Well, yeah. And now (laughs) people are going to want us to do a border episode. I just think like, okay, the refugee and the immigrant and you think that means whatever about a wall, but it's like, well, show me how you, like you're saying it's so important. What are you doing? Right. You know what I mean? And of course, I, at different stages in your life, you're going to be more capable of doing more things in certain areas than others. I get that. I'm a home. Something just like dripped from the ceiling. I don't like that. Or fell. It just seemed like a drip. <laughs> um, you know how a drip is kind of different? Yeah. Like you can tell the difference between a drip and just something like For falling. Sure. Yeah. Well, it doesn't a drip. I never realized there was really a difference. Doesn't but... a drip mean like, doesn't that infer that there's liquid? Yeah. So was it a liquid? It seemed like it, but <laughs> I also feel like there can't be liquid up there. I the building's made I of saying. cement, so the whole thing's about to come down if it is. Well, this is our last I'm sorry. episode. <laughs> so we should just you. really quickly. Well, you talked about you talked about not everyone basically being able to <laughs> perf- all perform hospitality all in the same way, all at the same season. Right. So it's like I'm a right. So I'm a homeschooling mom of four. I'm willing to bet that what I'm what the level and the type of hospitality that I'm capable of at this moment won't always look the same as when I'm not, you know, right. when I'm not a homeschooling mom of four. Well, we had the episode on turning 30. Right. Like what about turning 60? Right. Do you think hospitality will look much different for you then? Yeah. That's 30 years of cooking experience. Right. It's an empty house. Right. Potentially. Right. During the day. Right. Um, And so, yeah, there is no, um, but certainly that's also not, uh, not knowing where to start Mm -hmm. because it's different for everyone in different seasons Mm -hmm. is also not an excuse for it to be unimportant. Right. Um, there are tiny little things you can do mm. to care about another person. Right. And to be warm to them right. in the sense of the family. Yeah. The family that you're in. Right. Um, the family that you're, you, you're united by Christ. Right. And so there is... We should have this, of course, this, you may not understand this if you don't have a close family, but we are supposed to be 
family-like to the people in our church. And that means if your siblings came to you and they said, I really, really need this thing, then you would do what you could to do it. And not just that, but you would think during the week, right. I wonder if my sister needs something. Right. I was going to say, too, there's also that aspect of we should be looking for it. I can see, right. you know, my son will come up to me. He's so sweet. He'll be like, um, is Jenny, is she out of apple juice? Because I can fill her cup up. Like he wants to know has she right. had her daily intake of apple juice because he's thinking about her. He's thinking about her needs. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about, you know what I mean? And it's just like. Well, and he's practiced that. Right. He does it throughout the day. He practices. Yeah thinking about Janny yeah. and he loves her. Yeah. And so he's learned like, oh, I love her. I want to do things for her and help right. her. What's a practical thing I can do for her to And that's yeah. incredibly important. Yeah. And it's and important so we're there. all if we're all siblings right. through Christ, if we're <laughs> brothers and sisters through Christ, then that's that his model <laughs> that right. you know, that little eight year old boy that gets it, um, it should be our model too. Right. But that's And it is it is harder than to love someone like your little sister mm-hmm. that's not your little sister. Right. Or that you haven't taken the time to get to know. Right. How are you going to know what people's needs are if you haven't taken the time to get to know them? But I think, um, and it's so weird. It's really interesting because in the beginning of Apologia, there was a few people doing a lot of the service. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it was because it was a lot of new mm-hmm. Christians. And so now there's like a pool yeah. of ladies that you could jump into <laughs> yes. if you needed some a meal or a prayer or mm-hmm. just someone to talk to or whatever. Um, and so in a weird way, like, uh, like I feel like it's, it's slowed down for me <laughs> because yeah. there's more people to like more share hands. it with. What is it? Many hands make light work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's still really, I can't even explain to you the, the benefit of serving the church when it was little and just doing stuff, doing what was needed. Um, and how much, once you just start doing it, it becomes like a really practiced skill Is it like that a you snowball have. effect, you think? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like. Or like a muscle building thing. Like yeah. if you have weak service right. muscles, like work them out. Right. And you'll have strong service muscles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or at least normal ones. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's not what we came here to talk about today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe we chatted for this We long? just chatted for a whole episode. You're welcome. We came here to talk about modesty. People always be wanting to know what do you think about mm-hmm. this or that so we're going to tell you what we think about this or that you want me to do it sure okay all right so modesty in first timothy 2 9 so the question of modesty is like i don't know what is how do people phrase this question about modesty what do you think about modesty is that how it yeah. comes most of mm-hmm. the time like, what do you think about it? Okay. Anyway, in First Timothy 2. Or we heard a lot, like, you should do an episode about modesty. Right. So. Here it is. First Timothy 2.9 says, likewise. Uh, and this is the verse people usually go to. Likewise, I want women to adorn themselves with proper clothing, modestly and discreetly. Not with braided hair 
and gold or pearls or costly garments. So that's that. I think that's good. How do you feel about that? That's good. That's how I feel about it. (laughs) All right, guys. That's it for this week. And we will see you next week. See ya. (laughs) 